Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. Praise God. I pray that by the end of this um, service, that will be someone's testimony this year in the name of Jesus. So, um, you know, as believers, while I was studying, one thing I've come to realize is that, can we all agree that we all have been mandated to allow the Holy Spirit to walk in us and through us? Can we agree? So please let's open our Bible to Luke, the book of Luke 24, verse 49. I'm using the LNLT version. 24, Luke 24, 49. I just want to be with you. You know, and it says, I'm using the LNLT version. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. We know that the moment we give our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit automatically, by default, already lives on our inside. Can we agree? And by that we have received what? We have received power. Because the Bible says that, but stay in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills with the power from heaven. So once we give our lives to Christ, we have been filled with power. I just want us to, you know, set that aside. Please follow me. Don't be confused though. <laughs> and then this power, because we have been filled with power, it enables us to witness effectively for Christ. The power is not for you and I. It enables us to work effectively for Christ. And why am I saying this? Because of time, I will not go. You can also read John 15, 26 for further um, clarity on that. You know that we have um, spiritual gifts, yeah? And these spiritual gifts is, um, are given to a believer by the Holy Spirit. Share we know. Mm? Wielded by the Holy Spirit as well through you and I. For the propagation of his word, of his kingdom. The power is not for you to, to just be inside of you and keep. It is what? For the propagation of God's kingdom. So we have been mandated to be effective witnesses for Christ by announcing these spiritual gifts. I'm not going to go into spiritual gifts, but you can read 1 Corinthians 12 for further clarity on spiritual gifts. Because of time. I would have loved us to read God's because of time. You know, there was a time recently, Pastor Bissoye, when she's preaching, she will say, you people should stop coming here. It's, it's enough when you start saying, taking God for, eh, I have visa, I jacked her, I bought car, I, God blessed me. And for a while, I struggled. I won't lie. Because I'm like, ah, does that mean we cannot come outside to come and testify that God has done a good thing in our lives or what? But then, you know when she says, she always says, but when I preach, go back home. And meditate, and, and I meditated on it. And God told me, No, she's not telling you and I that it's not good to thank God for His blessings, but there is more to you and I. There is more to this power that is within us. There is more. There is more. Then the disciples were operating at a higher level of mystery, anointing, and authority. And we are also capable of operating in this. We are capable, we have these capabilities on our inside, but we cannot experience because this moment can only come by the experiencing of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? 
You cannot experience and unless the spiritual gifts because you need to experience the Holy Spirit first. If you read the Acts of Apostles chapter 2, they were not able to do, and the, um, the, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples before they were able to go into the world to do greater things. So we already have power. But then to manifest this power by the yielding of the Holy Spirit, yielding of the Holy Spirit, we need to be in constant communion with the Holy Spirit. And then when I was thinking about this constant communion with the Holy Spirit, it's not a, oh, ah, I spoke in tongues for, I was in God's presence for 24 hours yesterday, so today, oh, to cover, it has covered for it. It doesn't work that way. You know the way we say God's mercy is new every morning, that's why His Holy Spirit is new every morning. You know, how many of us have experienced this? In the night, the day before, you have eaten, you have packed, you are full. But the next morning, you wake up with this pang of hunger, see if you did not eat the day before. That's how it should be for you and I. You have been filled with so much Holy Spirit the previous day. Then the next day, you wake up. That is how it should be. Hunger for the Holy Spirit. We will not miss it in the name of Jesus. I want us to know that the Holy Spirit is not just about casting demons for yourself. That, ah, God, what the people that are doing me? Father, Lord, my labrosotel. Yes, some people might ask me, Jesus also cast out demons. But did you, was Jesus always conscious of, the, of any demon? He was casting out from people. You have this gift on your inside. Unnest them. Unnest them. The Bible says everywhere Jesus went, he was doing good. What good do you think Jesus was doing? You think he was, oh, I bought a car. I, was, I, uh, I did this, I did that. The good he was doing, he was manifesting the giftings of God on his Oh God, oh my Lord, bro, Satan. Do you know one thing I found out while I was reading a book that, a uh, book for the month, also in his presence? And the thing just blew my mind. Everything Jesus did in the book, he did as a man. You know God is other besides Spirit under percent man, but he did like a man, like you and I, led by the spirit of God. He didn't say because I am under percent spirit, I don't need the leading of the Holy Spirit. He was still led by the spirit of God. You know, some of us we have been given, we know we can be recognized. We have this gift. We say, ah, I have the spirit of wisdom. But you have the spirit of wisdom. Does not mean you have to open your mouth every time. Every time there is wisdom in keeping quiet at times. And nest these gifts. You know when um, I was when I was um, meditating. You know when you know when your room is infested with um, mosquitoes, and you're fumigating with insecticide. You know the way they don't they run around where you're fumigating. They don't. There's no there's no landing place for these mosquitoes. There was one that even came right at me. The other that said, Ah, you have got. So I did. Come on, leave my presence. That's how the Holy Spirit is. When you are malabrosoti, we are drenched in his presence every single day. You won't even worry that there's any, any evil spirits that is chasing you. Because they, they, there's no bloody place. They can't come near you. Because even the devil recognizes the power that you have on your inside. There's no bloody place. How? I tell my mom every time. You know my mom. God bless her. All these Yoruba mothers. When you're talking about people and that, how did that person do that? Can, how can that person do such a thing? Uh, no, no, Mommy, they cannot do me anything. I have God on my inside. I can go be inside on my inside of me and I'll be scared of one witch. Come on. Another thing that came to my mind recently, which I followed that trend. We say 
God's goodness and mercy. What do you mean by God's goodness and mercy? Goodness can only be ascribed to God. If you are saying God's goodness and mercy, that means you are attesting to the fact that the devil can't do anything good. He has no good. He only comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. There's no good. So, please, there's no good to the devil. Surely, goodness, it only comes from the Lord. So, taking, when you say God's goodness, it seems to me as if you are taking, you are giving the authority that has been given to you by the Holy Spirit and you are giving it back to the devil. Oh, please. Hallelujah. I hope you're following me. Ah. Hey, also, you know, the other also told me, you know, when you finish um, fumigating your room and you're going into your room, you know, there's this confidence you have that you use correct insecticide. Though. There's this confidence that you have that you are going to have a blissful night. You will sleep well. In fact, you don't even need to use blanket to cover your body because you know there's no nothing. Those must be they have died. Ah, that's what the presence of God gives you. It gives you peace. All around, you won't even bother. No headache. Peace. Peace. Ah, but uh, yes, thank you sweet Jesus. There's one thing I want us to note. In all of these things, saying you need to unnest your spiritual gifts, you need to dwell in your presence. Please make sure that you are led by the Spirit of God. Make sure you are led by the Spirit of God. Even Jesus was led. I mentioned it earlier. Make sure you are led by the Spirit of God. And please, let's quickly open our Bibles to 1 Samuel 13. Ah, we'll quickly go to 1 Samuel 13. 1 Samuel, where are you? Okay. 1 Samuel 13 from verse 1. We'll read from verse 1 to 14. Saul was 30 years old when he became king. I'm using LNLT. And he reigned for 42 years. Paul selected 3,000 special troops from the army of Israel and set, sent the rest of the men home. He took 2,000 of the chosen men with him to Michmash and the ill country of Bethel. The other 1,000 went with Saul's son Jonathan to Gibeah in the land of Benjamin. Soon after this, Jonathan attacked and defeated the garrison of Philistines at Gibeah. The news spread quickly among the Philistines. So Saul blew the rams on throughout the land, saying, Hebrews, hear this, rise up in revolt. All Israel heard news that Saul destroyed the Philistine garrison at Geba, and the Philistines now hated the Israelites more than ever. So the entire Israelite army was summoned to join Saul at Gilgal. The Philistines mustered a mighty army of 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, and as many warriors as the giant grains of sand on the seashore. They camped at Mishmash at east of um, Bethavin. The men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in, and because they were hard pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped in the, into the land of God and Gilead. Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there for seven days for Samuel, as someone, Samuel had instructed him earlier. Pause. You know, um, when Brother Toba came in earlier, what did he say? That the Holy Spirit is coming with what? Instructions. Samuel told Saul, wait for me for seven days. But Samuel didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, 
bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Saul sacrificed the offering himself. Now, 10 now says, just as, that means immediately, immediately, instantly, as just as Saul was finishing with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. He did what? Arrived. This year, the Holy Spirit is asking some of you to just wait. Wait in my presence. Don't be in a hurry. I know what I'm doing. The fact that Samuel did not come in time does not negate the fact that he is on his way. He was on his way. Then he says, Saul went out to meet and welcomed him. Samuel said, what is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me and he didn't arrive when he said, you would. You know, because Samuel did not arrive at the time he presumed in his head. By this time, Samuel should be here. Some of you, you have to calculate. By this time, July. Ah, or more. And the Holy Spirit does not come. But the, the, it doesn't happen as you presume. Then you think that the Holy Spirit has not heard you. God has not heard you. He's on his way. At his own appointed time. Let us learn to tarry. Tarry in God's presence. Let us learn to tarry in God's presence. And um, you would. And Philistines and Mikmash ready for the battle. I'm trying to skip, 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 skip. Uh, okay, so let, let me say 13. After, he had, after the explanation, Samuel said, How foolish, exclaimed Sam, someone exclaimed, You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Follow instructions. I pray that God will give us the spirit to obey. We will hear you clearly, we will see him clearly, and we will obey in the name of Jesus. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel. Did he just stop there? He said, Forever. Please, we will not miss, like I said earlier, we will not miss it though. We will not miss it in the name of Jesus. There is, there is, there is honor in waiting and tiring in God's presence. You need to be led. Saul was not instructed to, to, um, to, to perform the burnt sacrifices. But yeah, wait ahead. But the instruction was for him to do what? Wait. He didn't wait. Because he thought, ah, someone ought to be here, but he's not here. So I can go ahead. Some of us, you think, oh, this is how we operate. <laughs> oh, Lord, please. As I am going out, let this happen. Let that happen. And then, instead of us to now hear what God wants to say, God, do you want, is this thing going to happen? How it will happen? You don't even want to know. You have prayed. You will not listen to instruction that, ah, Abisola, this is the way you are going, you know. You know, I'm going, let's say I'm going to that door. I can pass here. I can pass this middle. I can pass here. But because I prayed, I feel like I can pass anyway. But God is telling me, Absalom, no, you need to go direct. There's someone you need to meet on your way as you are going this way. Someone I'm going to meet on my way going this way. I will not meet that person going this way. You will not. So please, let's follow instruction to the T this year. Very, very important. Having said that, Okay, 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 okay. Let me just, uh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, yes, this also came to my mind. You know, you know, well, after Jesus fasted for 40 days and nights, where did, his, where did the spirit lead him to first? To the wilderness, to be what? Tested by the devil. Some of us, you think because Eti pray, Eti rabash, 
club here to play. He knows what is on your inside. You carry power. He recognizes that power. He's, he's all, he, that guy, he wrote, when he was going to test Job, what did the Bible say? He was roaming about, looking for who to what? Who to test. He will test you. The Holy Spirit will test you. Yes, so be ready for it. And this was the illustration the Holy Spirit gave me. You know when you are, Holy Spirit, help me. You know when you're in, okay, my, our house is a duplex, and when you, I'm downstairs sometimes, and then the um, power just goes off. And uh, I'll be like, sometimes I'll be in the downstairs in the middle of the night, and my mom, she's always complaining, she won't watch TV, I still watch TV this time. So I won't want her to know that. I don't, want, I don't know how to turn on the generator, I don't have that hand. And I'll now know. If in that darkness, my phone might be upstairs charging. But there are many times whereby I've been able, because it's a familiar terrain for me, I've been able to navigate, I'll touch this one. I can use my head to eat, like to eat the sofa, but then I'm still able to navigate my way to my room because it's a what? It's my house. I've been staying there for how many years? It's a familiar terrain. So when you've been tested this year, it's, I want you to know that you should tell the devil, oh, I've been expecting you. It's a familiar terrain. But because you've been dwelling in the Holy Spirit all this while, you are able to navigate your way through trust and trials. Simple. It's a familiar terrain. You be manabro sotelie boshu satarababa. A libro kodi yeke dede. So when that darkness comes, you are able to navigate. Navigate. You see the light. The God. The Bible says the Lord will be our what? Our everlasting light. That everlasting light is in the place of the Holy Spirit. So as you are walking in that darkness, manabro sotelie bokuri arababa. A libro soti yeke dede. The Bible says the thought the world God towards is what thought of what good and not of evil. It will bring you out. Don't compromise this year. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. Lastly, before I leave, I'm here to charge each and every one of us. And I want us to open our Bible to the book of Genesis chapter 11. Holy Spirit. Genesis 11 from verse 1. Ah, you know, this year, I went back to the book. I'm done. I went back to the book of... Um, This year, <laughs> I'll see you after the service. <laughs> you know, this year, I started my book from Genesis. I said, ah, I want to start this book from the beginning again. You know, that sometimes you think you know what you know, but you need to keep reading. I went back to the book of Genesis. I'm going to go back to the book of Genesis, and then I want to hear what God is telling me. And then, <laughs> even I read this place, it sweets me die. I'm telling you, Genesis 11 from verse 1, it says, At what time? You know, there's these people, they just said, all the people of the world spoke the same language. Key points, same language. And used the same words. As the people migrated to, to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and adding them with fire. Colleague, so that I can be strong and to stand. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. <laughs> this verse is very interesting. But the Lord came down at the city and the tower and the that the tower were building. He said, look, he said, this is God. The people are was united. Man, Labro, Sota, Libra. 
And they all speak what? The same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be what? Impossible for them. And I stop there. What is our language, our universal language? Eh? Answer me. What's our universal language as children of God? Speaking the Holy Spirit. It sounds for what? Unity. I want us to charge us as a church this morning. Can we just, you know, God looked at them and said, ah, this one's our mission. They are determined. And if he had allowed them, they would have accomplished that mission. Because God said, if they continue this way, nothing they do what? They set their minds to do will be impossible. Our language is the Holy Spirit. Let us be, can we just be, be on a mission this church? Let the devil know that our church is on a mission. No. And whatever we do, we do what? Set our minds to do as a church individually will be impossible. Because if men, men that don't even hold the spirit of God, of God said, if they continue this way, nothing will be possible. How much more you, you carry power and authority. Come on. Dwell in the Holy Ghost. Dwell in his presence. You know, some of us, you know, last time I was here, some people came to meet me. Ah, you came with Bankere. You were, I was, you were talking to me. And in my head, I'm like, okay, by November, because I was here in October, I'll see this person for evangelism now. We've had two other evangelism after then. I did not see them. I did not see them. What am I saying? We Christians, we are just the heirs of the world. We don't do. We have been excited now. Is our year of the Holy Spirit? Is our year of the Holy Spirit? Emma, so some of us will soon break down. I want to charge you to be a doer of the word this year. Be a doer. Manifest in his presence. Let him walk in you and through you. Let God's presence surround you. Don't be bothered about anything. Just focus on Jesus. And let us show the devil as a church that we are one. We are, we are in unison. And there's nothing impossible for us to do by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.